This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. We're going to have to let this play out a little bit. Soak it in. If you're on your way home from work, just soak and it in. And now... <laughs> Soak it in the pipeline. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I, I can't give that to you. I'm old. That's the Bulls. I knew you were going to say that. I, knew I can't. I can't. I know. Oscars fans, though, they love six, it. 6'6". Six. <laughs> At guard from North Carolina. God, look, man. I saw the running of the bowl with this thing. I can't. Too many great moments. Speaking of, they, because uh, I was too young, I didn't know Michael Jordan as much. We'll go ahead and let that play. That should get you ready for game day. I'll say that much. We are ready to go here at the ticket. Um, The one thing about that documentary, The the Last Dance, uh-huh. uh, they showed that intro uh-huh. when it was at Peak Bowls. Oh, oh my gosh, chills. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. that was, that well, was be, legit. Well, because when you that saw it, the entire country, the entire world saw it. At its apex, like at its apex, and the bull running through the city, mm-hmm. right? Different ports. The announcement, I mean, you know, the rest of the lineup, mm-hmm. even in the Rodman Rodman Pippen years, was fantastic. But Jordan, like, come on, come on, and that was in every that against every other great franchise of the NBA. You got in your feelings when that first note hit. Mm-hmm. Like you look, the the Knicks were like, oh oh oh, here we go. Uh, Sonics, uh, Cleveland Cavs, uh, my Pacers, Utah Jazz. Uh, uh, like Reggie Miller would try to find something else, and there was nothing, nothing else that would compare to that. I'm curious, and I'm gonna need the text line to help me out with this. Was there an overlap between the tunnel? Because that would have been around the time of Nebraska, the peak of their powers, and the peak of the Bulls' powers. Did it overlap? No, no stop that. When did the tunnel stop, walk stop, start? Stop well, that. When did the tunnel walk stop start? Stop that. I'm curious. I, I, I don't know, but l- listen. Uh, outside of Lincoln, that is the Michael, that is the Chicago Bulls <laughs> theme song. I hate that. I but hate they were around the same time, Nebraska's peak I, and the Bulls' I peak. Knew, I, I never tied it to the tunnel walk until – later okay. until later um but you know that's kind of where that thing ends i mean jordan had a run before that uh axel says they're around the exact same time period ed says 94 breezy says I, 96 I, I, so. I get i get that, that i get that it started around 10 but guess what people didn't see the tunnel walk the true. way they saw jordan true the, the the number of times true right 
you can just talk about playoffs, playoff runs. People saw it more in a, in one year of a playoff run for the Chicago Bulls than they did the entire run of of, of Tunnel Wall. Mm-hmm. So right. now, and I will say, DP, be careful what you say here. Do you associate Inner Sandman with Mariano Rivera or Virginia Tech? <laughs> I mean, be careful what you say here. I'm going to write this down in my notes. Listen, but, hey. listen to, there's no, there's nothing. There, there's nothing simpler about it. It was more celebrated. I don't remember. I maybe I'm wrong, but did 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 they show up and play for the Yankees when Rivera ran on the field? See, they made a video video for Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Which they did. Which was awesome for, against Clemson. Too, awesome yeah. big thing, right? That was awesome. See, right. I, no, I right. like that answer. I like that right. answer. Right. Um, you're listening to On the Block. No Eric Strickland today. DP, he's hopping in with me. I'm Nate Brennan. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket. 402-464-5685. Keep those texts coming. Sarder Heyman text line. We'll also take some calls, too. Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We love to hear from you guys. Text line's on fire. Text line is on fire. They're on fire. Here's they love the, the tunnel walk, but, DP. But, but, I'm what, telling they, you. No, no. They love the tunnel walk, oh, but yeah. they all acknowledge listen outside of this circle that's the bulls like there's no you can go to china and play that and they're gonna think Might yeah, no you're yeah, right yeah, yeah. No, so absolutely I, I get and and most of the most of the textures are getting this thing yeah so and i think i, I think we're it. all on the same page there. hey but when i hear that and it's game week it's got me ready for game day in ireland i'll tell you that mm. much um so we're gonna play some buy or sell uh, okay. The first one, the first one will be real quick, and then the second one, I think, is where we're going to get a little bit more disagreement in. Uh, buy or sell? Scott Frost is sliding down the rail before the game. Yes. Buying it? Not before the game. Well, but okay, but before they left. Well, before they left for well, well, here's my. I thought it was fun. My big issue is that now it's going to be a thing. Like literally, everybody's going to come to the right. stadium, and how many people are going to fall off backwards? How many people are going to do it after? <laughs> look, after they've tailgated a little too much, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to go sliding down there, and somebody's going to crash head so to it, cement. Right. Like, no, I serious business. That's literally what I thought. Mm-hmm. Was I love that he did it. It kind of sucks that somebody videotaped it and caught it, but the fan base needed to see that from him. I agree. Right? To humanize him a little bit and to see him in some joy. A little less stress. Well, to see yeah. him in joy. Yeah. But my, I'm like the grown-up. I was like, man, how many drunk Huskers are going to mess that up? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. the story's coming. You can write it and just pin it, and it's coming. Right. right. So, But I also think that every coach should do that. Like find fun. do a thing yeah. that you do, do a thing that you do. Have um, some fun. Yeah, I like to see it because I know Scott Frost is. It made it made me feel good for him. Yes, it made me feel good for we him. We can tell he's been a little bit more stressed the past couple of years. Like you can you can tell it's it's wearing on him a little bit. And it looks like you know what, like well, he's I having want, some fun. I want you know? that fun for him. Yeah, Whatever, absolutely. Like to find out what is fun for him. Right. Because I'm not sure we knew exactly. Right. No, I think I think that's a great point. Yeah. Um, this is the one where I think we might disagree a little bit, and, and I think the text line might have their own opinions. Buy or sell? This time next season, Scott Frost is the head coach at Nebraska. <laughs> Why would we disagree on it? Because we don't know. There's if no you fact had to, to it. say, but you had to say one or the other. You're going to buy or sell if you had to. I am going to buy that he's here. Okay. I'm going to buy that he's here. Um, I believe that there are enough changes in the space that would lead for some of the small things that got out of the way not to become big things. Okay. So I think having Whipple, Applewhite, Joseph, Rayola, et cetera, is enough to, to get over the hump of some of the nonsense that went on last year. I agree. 
Um, I believe there's some acceptance for the things that went wrong last year, which there was denial a year ago. Which was the frustrating part about that it, right? part, right? right? That it was the denial that things were wrong. That's why we were so close. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know that's my go-to. Stop it. I know, I know you hate it. Like, I, I do. do. Like, my record is my record, bro. Like, I can't, you know, that, that's, that's why you're hired, not to get close. Like, mm-hmm. come on. You're right. So, I believe that he will be back because of the quality of people around him allowing him to be greater for himself. I'd probably I'd, – I'd agree. I think it's also a buy. Texter says buy. I think Trev is being ultra patient and just a bowl game will be enough to keep him. Depending on how it looks. I don't see, think see. six wins in itself is enough. Depending on the – like if you're barely getting by North Dakota and you're getting smacked by Oklahoma, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, I don't know if that's enough, right? Like are I, we okay I, with that? I, I don't know. See, that's – that's again, my, my thing is record – Wins and losses versus optics, but the optics matter for people who make decisions. Right. Like uh, the, the, the the folks who will write the check that if he has to go, optics matter. It matters. So, is there nonsense off the field or you know player personality profiles, uh, injuries, that sort of stuff, play calling in space, conflict, friction between coaches and players? But I'm gonna buy that the people around him are good enough to say, does Whipple win you a game that you didn't win last year? Yes. Does Mickey Joseph win you a game that you didn't win last year? Yes. Does Applewhite in the running back room? Riola. Riola. Right? So does those four coaches alone, with the players that they have, does Casey Thompson win you a game that you did not win last year? Yes. That's five wins. Off the nine. Yeah. So buying that, yes. I'm going to buy that the people around it, that Scott Frost will be here next year. I will also agree with that. Uh, the next one I got for you, Casey Thompson, you mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. He will start every game this season at quarterback. I'm going to buy that because the style of play, taking some of the burden off the hits, right, that he is going to be a little bit more selective about taking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be a little bit more selective about just throwing the ball away. Um, he'll be a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. He will still run, but I As think he that, I think he won. But I I think it'll be purposeful. It'll be move the change runs, which which Adrian did, but because of the way Casey throws the ball, that he's going to force some teams to go into man coverage next year. Right, and he'll be able to step up, get the four yards, move the chains, and reload, get back in the huddle, and do his thing. So I'm gonna buy that. Uh, going off of that, then me and Strick have talked about this quite a bit. What do you think the Casey Thompson leash looks like? Do you like? Do you think this coaching staff say he plays decent first three games? They start three and zero. Oklahoma, he struggles a little bit in the beginning. Do you think they make a move? If there's a leash, I'm pissed. Okay. I agree. I agree. If there's a leash on that young man, I'm pissed. Don't do that to that young man. Don't do that to the most important player on your roster. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you put more pressure on him. You put more bright lights on him. You put all this stuff. No, Which don't do it. they did all fall camp, too. Do, they already no, did it. No, like, you did that. Stop it. Stop it. 
Look, you brought the guy in because, you know what, he was big in big moments, and you understood that. You needed a guy who could sling the ball without having to move the chains with his feet all the time, right? And he's still going to make mistakes, but that's Whipple's job and Mickey Joseph's job to fix. And you brought them in. You paid them really good money to do that. So You did. So – with proven success, yeah, too. no leash. Why would you? You're number one guy. What in a what quarterback in the country of any worth at all has a leash? He's got thirty touchdowns in, 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 against nine interceptions in Power Five football. Stop it. Five against Oklahoma. You Stop play in it. week four, right? Stop it. Like the whole <laughs> thing, right? He he has no sooner fear, right? He has no sooner fear, which is a big deal. It's a big deal. There's no leash. If you tell if somebody tell, if a coach tells me he's starting a guy with a leash, I want to kick that coach right in the shins. Stop it! Let that dude be great. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you want. Give him a chance. You want him to be great. Wait a minute. Is that to say that there's a leash on on Mark Whipple that the first time his offense goes three and out, you pull him as a coordinator? Like you don't work that way. Mickey Joseph, guess what? If the first three guys don't have 100-yard games in the first week, that you're going to pull the leash. That's nonsense. Like stop it. Let them be great. Let them go play. Go play. If you make mistakes, we'll coach through it, right? There's certain mistakes we don't want you to make. There's certain rooms we say, you know, listen, here's the thing that we simply cannot do. And then if you repetitively do that, the coaching has to take over. Stop putting it on the player and put it on the on the grown-ups. No leash for, for Casey Thompson. Which I also think is uh, they he's proven himself, too, at, at the Big 12 level. He's proven himself against Oklahoma, which we'll see in week four. That's the only concern that I have that this quarterback competition or whatever you want to call it that happened in fall camp with Chubba Purdy, mm-hmm. it worries me. Which, which it frustrates me because I'm right in the same boat with you. You brought in a guy that has starting experience at the Power 5 level. So you're telling me you brought him in to sit him down in week four? It makes no sense. It, 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 it makes it, no sense. It, it makes zero sense. You made a collective decision amongst the brains in the room that Casey Thompson was what you needed. You went to the regents and you went to the, to the, to the boosters and you put together packages to bring right. that guy in. Right. Right? So, listen – um, and, and Doc says this. He says there's, uh, he's as old as Adrian Martinez. He has played a quarter of the games that Adrian has. Well, I think that's part of Adrian's problem. I agree. See, that's part of Adrian's problem. That's not part of Casey's problem. And this is this and 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 here's the other part. Casey's got more experience than all the other quarterbacks in the room combined. Stop repeating and what other some. people tell you. And think a little bit, man. This thing, come on. Let this dude be great. Stop looking at the, the, the nonsense. Well, the, it's, the, it's the Big 12 and there's no real defense. Nonsense. That's Power 5 football, and they get a bid just like the Big 10 does. Mm-hmm. Right? They do it every year. And quite frankly, they're doing better than most of the Big 10 in those spaces. So what I would say, that he's the most experienced quarterback in the room. He's a legacy. He's a kid who grew up in the game. His dad was a Power 5 quarterback. Again, another thing can't be said with anybody else in the room. <laughs> Let that dude be great. Put him he's out there. He's shown leadership skills already, too. And here's the thing. It's your job to coach up with the stuff that he doesn't do well. Right? he And he's reliant on, on this offensive line, Rayola and company. He's reliant on Mickey Joseph and the receivers. He's reliant right. upon the tight end room, back to what Becton puts in place, who's the number two tight end, all that stuff. It's not just him, but he can sling the football and he makes he can make good decisions. That's all. Look, everything else, go get it done. 
<laughs> Go get it done, man. You know, the, the funniest part about that is that's literally what Husker fans asked for last season of Adrian, and I would say that's no, Casey's you strengths. It, no, you, know, you got it. He the, was like, those are look, strengths. Look, there's going to be three times this year where Casey makes a throw high late that is going to drive fans crazy. That's in his tape study. Right, that he will just quite frankly, there's just a time, and I don't know if it's out of fatigue or out of arrogance, and it's the good kind of athletic arrogance where he thinks he can make every throw. Right. But that's every quarterback that we really love right. is the guy who simply makes a throw, and you go, well, I wouldn't have made that throw, and I couldn't have made that throw. The Heisman favorite, C.J. Stroud, right, right, right there with you. Seems to be that guy. 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's a lot of throws under fire. Um, he, he is the best option in this space. Um, give him support until he shows that he can't do it. But the reality is you don't know anybody else can do it behind him. Ain't either. Either. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have any dudes who, who threw five touchdowns in the game. They have combined, what, two starts between Smothers and Brady? Right, right. It's, Comfort, right? Comfortable. And the only thing that we have to compare Adrian and Casey for what it's worth is the game against Oklahoma. Did Casey throw five touchdowns against Oklahoma for 400 well, yards? And, I mean, and you asked the question, did, did did Casey have better receivers than Adrian did? And that, that answer is yes. Did he have a better line? Did he have a better running game to pull pressure off of him and take the, take the lid off? But there is a way – what that shows is that there is a way to do that against Oklahoma, and you right. have a guy under right. center who can do that right. against Oklahoma. So give him credit for that. I think – from a health standpoint, I, I would love the idea that he plays every game. He starts every game. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that things have gone extraordinarily well, and everybody will be happy. All right. I think we're both going to buy that one, too. So, going off of Casey, obviously a lot of it's depending on Mickey Joseph and that receiving group. So, my next buyer sell question for you. Nebraska will have a 1,000-plus yard receiver. No. So, you're selling. I'm selling. So not because they aren't good, but because we don't know who they are and how they're going to be used. Okay. I think it's more important for Nebraska to have a thousand yard rusher than it is a thousand yard receiver. I'm perfectly good with four or five, seven hundred yard receivers. I'd agree. Right? Where everybody's getting fed, um, everybody's getting moved around, uh, everybody is is a threat. Um, all that's in space. So I would say sell. If you were to have a thousand yard receiver, who would it be? If you had to choose one. Oh man. That's tough. That's tough. That's why I don't see it. That's why I don't see it. Um you know if, if they were gonna use Trey Palmer to uncap defenses, uh to take the top off, uh that means that, that Trey would have to catch and run for a ton. Uh, that means Trey would have to have four or five seventy-five yard touchdown passes or more. So maybe like a Samari Ture type of well, type of deal, well, maybe? well, but look at Ture's number, mm-hmm. right? Like that. He got num- close. He got close. He got close. And, and 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 there's that. Um, Marcus might be the guy. I was thinking the same. Marcus yeah. might be the guy because they already have the relationship and being able. A big part of deep ball throwing is same thought and thinking between quarterback, receiver, and coordinator. That he can line up and see, oh, they're in the wrong coverage for this. Get me. Get me. And sometimes it's just him, the receiver, looking at the quarterback saying, throw me to the place they can't get to. I'll get to it. And then I'll do something with also, the running game will dictate whether they can pull some of these these cap like Northwestern 
you know, cover three. Uh, they'll stay capped behind that. Uh, strictly strictly that, to, yeah. to keep to keep folks from going over the top. But then you can still beat them with a with a with a fifteen yard throw under broken tackle. He beats one person to the, to that and bangs his head on the goalpost. But that's that's different than you being able to do Tyreek Hill and that sort of that sort of deal. So I, I think um, yeah I think I, I think a thousand yard runner is more important. I don't think there's a thousand yard receiver. Do you think there's a thousand yard runner then? I think it's going to be too much of a running back by committee for that to happen. Is well, what that, I'm worried but, about. But, there. That's, but we don't know that somebody, whoever this magical mystical starter is on Saturday, we still don't know. D- doesn't just take the like. If Grant's the guy, we we can see based on what he did last year, him putting up a thousand yards. Like we can see it, mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. he did, right. <laughs> he did. Gabe Irvin in high school, we could see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yant in his moment we could see it, but do they give him Even enough Ramirez. reps? Do they give him enough to? I'm not sure. Well, again, I, Ramirez' gift is that he could be the uh, one of those six, seven hundred yard receivers out of the backfield, right? That's kind of where that space is. He's not there. That's what it looks like. Too. Yeah, he's not there to be the thousand yard rusher. He's there to to be a thousand yards, five hundred and five hundred, right? Yeah. Um, through that, so. Um, Web blanket. Yeah, I listen. We're just talking four or five, seven hundred yard receivers. What I'm saying by that is that there's more balance than exceptional. There's more balance for them to be, the best version of this team will be that everybody's a threat. I agree. No matter where they're lined up, no matter who they're against. Now, if you do that consecutively over twelve games, guess what? The production you're talking about fifty, sixty yards a game. For three or four players, or four or five players, right? And that one of them could be out of the backfield. Vokalek has to be seven hundred yards. He just has to be. Now, do they get the uh, another one from Brewington and Company, or do you get it from Omar Manning? Like, do, would anybody be stunned if Manning averaged over fifty yards a, a game? Not at all. Couldn't be. I like, be. you couldn't be. Trey Palmer? We, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be surprised by it. Um, Marcus, are we surprised? No. So, listen, the whole point of the offense is to, is to spread that around. In a perfect world, that's what it looks like. Now, are you counting on it? Are you betting on it? No, but is that the ideal? Hell yeah. Especially with Casey, too. I think that plays to his strengths if he, if he does have more than one weapon. Uh, one more before we go to break and get on Brian Munson with okay. on three. I'm going to put you on the spot here. And I'm glad that I'm making it a buy or sell because you got to answer. Mm-hmm. Nebraska wins the West. Sell. Sell. Okay. Two, it, it it falls in the same line of the receiving question. Is it possible? Absolutely. Could it happen? Yes. Am I betting on it? No, because it requires all of this stuff to happen perfectly in place. Casey plays all the games. You get a 1,000-yard rusher that – is the focus rather than the only carry. Which means your offensive line plays well, Which too, means the turn. line is playing yeah. well, which means you, 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 you push off, uh, you allow some different things in place for, for receivers to, to, to have space behind it. Let's move some linebackers. And we'll know that Saturday. Because if you, if you can move Pat Fitzgerald's linebackers to create space, 
tight end drags to pull linebackers and yep. deep water backs now get one 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 tackle to beat and, and that sort of stuff. But the line has to play. You don't win the West without the line being the surprise of the entire Big Ten conference. Both lines. I would say the defensive line too. Well, I mean, because that that's Big Ten West football, right? Well, play the line it, of scrimmage. Let's say that the defensive line is not great, but it's good. Okay. Defenses in, the, I mean, offenses in the Big Ten still have limits in how they attack the back end. If the big five big are good up front offensively, that allows running game, Casey Thompson, receivers, Vocalek, the freedom to do what they do. They, the offensive line has to be better than the defensive line for this team to win the West. Are we willing to engage and bet that that happens? Not yet. Not now. Ask me again Monday. <laughs> but that line's going to move there. That's the thing, and that's why it's funny Thomas Lincoln says, well, uh, uh, too bad he didn't tell St. Thick that because uh, Nick did put some money on Nebraska winning the West for what it's worth. I, so. I'm, again, I'm not telling anybody else what to do. Right. You're like, oh, look, look, <laughs> that is not my party. That is my, not my party. Just like the, you feel how you feel. I right. feel how I feel. We're both cool with how we each other feel. Do your thing. I'm just giving you the logic because the microphone's on. I think, too, though, what also goes into it is that Nebraska's schedule, Big Ten-wise, mm -hmm. favors them being better in the West. I'll say that much. You, you get rid of Michigan State and Ohio State and Ooh. plug in Indiana and Rutgers, yeah, but I'll you take don't that know, any day of the week. But we don't know who they are either. Okay, but also, we avoid Ohio State. I think we do. We know what Ohio State's going to bring to the table. True. True. And thank God we avoid them this year because that team's going to win an well, championship. Well, no, don't don't say that because if you win the West, you're going to have to face them anyway. Stop running from people. <laughs> Stop running true. from people. Because that, that's a good point. Stop if you, running. If you win the Big Ten West, you will see Ohio State. Look, we fight or, or not. not. That's what I no, want. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. To, to that point, you are right. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Brian Munson with On3. He's going to join us next. We're going to get his thoughts as Nebraska heads over to Ireland. Again, guys, just four days away from Nebraska facing off against Northwestern. We're getting pumped. We're ready to go. Brian Munson, he joins us next on 3 Sports. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com.